Brother John Prout's going to come up and uh, share a little something that the Lord's put on his heart before Josh comes up and gives us the message. So we're once again today doubly blessed. It was Shelby and Josh last week, and now it's John and Josh. So um, sit back, listen, listen for God's spirit to speak in you, not only to John's voice, but listen for God. Thanks. Am I on? Can you hear me? Alan, can you hear me? Yeah. All right, good. Good morning. How's everybody? Good. Good to see everyone. I just want to take a minute here and open with prayer if you'd join me. Oh, Heavenly Father, again, we just thank you for this time and this place to gather and to worship and to praise you. It's the time to be together and to be encouraged and reminded of your word and your truth and your promises, and the, and the hope, the confident hope we can have in those. Father, we thank you for sending your spirit to be with us. Thank you for filling us and giving us spiritual gifts. I thank you for those serving this morning and sharing those gifts with us. Father, pray that you just search our hearts this morning. Examine all of our thoughts and attitudes, our actions, our motives, and, just, and judge each one, and, then, and just confirm or convict them, Father. And then give us discernment to, to know the difference. Father, I thank you for your encouragement this week. Um, and just your constant calling and confirmation, even through that last song. And that was just uh, amazing confirmation. So, um, Father, we just ask you to continue to draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I just want to thank everyone for allowing me this time. And, um, I just want to share a little bit of encouragement, really, um, kind of on two fronts. You know, it's two different angles, either, either to keep going or to get going, really. Um, I felt really strongly about this last week, and I, and I got here late, and I shared it with Josh, and, you know, it just wasn't in God's timing. So we talked about it, and he, he said, you know, next week would probably be great because he'll be in part two of a, his message, and he wasn't sure how that timing was going to work, and... Um, so it sounded great. And then you know how it is. A little bit of time passes and you start thinking and doubt starts creeping in. And then you, you start wondering, you know, was it really a message I'm supposed to share or, you know, is it just a feeling I had? So, but anyway, this week happened. So uh, he just kept confirming it. And again, through that last song, you know, it's, it's really just a, a huge confirmation. And I heard a great response in that song. So I know this is a message for somebody, you know, not just me, so, um, and it could be somebody here or somebody online, and I just want to share too real quick that, you know, in a lot of the meetings we've had with pastors and conversations I've had, there's, there's been a lot of talk about the Acts Church and what the Acts Church looked like and what it would look like today, um, and then Jeremy, you just alluded to it, last week we had Shelby and Josh sharing, and then this week I'm able to share, and I just thank truth and grace has kind of embodied that over the past several weeks. We've had the pastors sharing. We've had the elders sharing. We've had testimonies. We've had different people sharing communion thoughts. Um, you know, it's definitely a different time, and the church looks different, but I envision that as the Acts Church. You know, they met every day, and I don't think they had the same person speaking all the time. You know, I think they, they spoke to each other. They encouraged each other. You know, they admonished and edified each other, so um, I've just been really encouraged by that, too, and again, this is an, a message of encouragement, so, you know, if you feel God saying go or do, go and do. Don't wait, because I promise you in this, that week or that waiting, you're going to be filled with doubt and fears and questions, and um, that's happened this week, so, but it's also encouraging to know that you've got um, brothers and sisters that you can call or stop by and They'll pray with you, so get you through some of that. Um, so we just need reminders. Um, in 2 Peter 1, verse 12, Peter says, So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. Um, we need those reminders even for things that we already know and that we already believe. Um, we, just, we just celebrated Christmas, and that was a big reminder, right? Jeremy shared in his message, um, 
he reminded us, reminded us of the, the covenant we signed here at Truth and Grace. And that was a necessary reminder for some of us. Um, and then Eric got up and shared a message, an invitation for men's group a couple weeks ago. And, and we respond to those reminders and invitations usually, at least for a little bit of time. But if we're not reminded continually and daily, as Paul calls us to, you know, we just start to fall away. Um, and, and that's when trouble starts. So, um, And that's really what's led to this, just distractions. We can, there's, there's too many distractions in our lives. Um, and we just really need to stay focused and uh, encourage one another and seek each other. And so I've been reminded, you know, of a few things recently. Um, even, even this morning, you know, I like to write things. I feel like I'm a better writer than speaker, so, you know, and there's encourage, encouragement in the word. Moses wasn't a great speaker, you know, and Paul wasn't a great speaker. So, you know, they could have used that as an excuse um, and, and not done it or not gone and, you know, shared the word and what God would put on their hearts. So, um, you know, I was even just reminded this when I was printing this out that, you know, I just wish I didn't have to print this out. I wish I didn't need this list and this reminder, but I do, so, and it's okay, you know, it, it, yeah, it keeps me focused, it keeps me going, um, and helps me block out some of the distractions, because, you know, I can be going one direction, and there's that squirrel, right, Josh, it's just, <laughs> and it, it just totally distracts you and gets you, you know, you're, you're off track and you lose focus, so, um, again, that's just encouragement for you, don't, you know, God will use your weaknesses one way or another, so just embrace it, and it's okay. So we're, we're, we're created uniquely and differently, and he'll use us each differently, so. <clears throat> For me, personally, I'm a doer. Is anybody else a doer? Somebody, somebody might call you a Martha. Any Marthas? Oh, there's more of you in here, I know. <laughs> All right. Um, so, but I take pride in being a doer, right? It feels good to do things. Um, but for a long time, my doing was my undoing. Um, some of you have probably felt that too. We, we, we can just do too much. Um, but at the same time, I think God likes doers. He created us. Um, he tells us to go and do, to go and make disciples and build his kingdom. But even then, God has a way of keeping us humble you know, even when we're doing good things or trying to do good things, and even in his name, um, there, there's some fine print there that we kind of skip over, and, you know, he tells us we have to do it in his way and in his time, and that trips us up a lot of times, and that's where I've stumbled a few times, and uh, again, maybe you have too, and I just hope this um, might encourage somebody else. So we doers, we like to plan, we have visions, we have expectations of how and when things are supposed to happen. Um, not only how things are supposed to happen, but when other people are supposed to happen, what they're supposed to do and say and believe. Um, in our head, it's easy, it makes perfect sense. So a lot of times it's hard for us to see the problem. Um, but the problem is God's way usually involves other people. So, and, and Jeremy shared that a few times, you know, people can be a problem. Um, and a lot of times that problem is us. So and a lot of times that problem is me. Um, so again, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's easy for us. And a lot of times I don't account for the other people in different ways, you know, we think and, and believe and, and operate. So, so in my mind, it's done. The plan's done. We're going to do it. It's good, right? Well, then other people get involved. And so I've moved on. I've already decided that's done. So now I've moved on to the next thing, and I'm wondering why somebody else still isn't doing what I thought we were doing. So um, who was that? Yes, thank you. Um, so anyway, it's just important. Again, we just need that reminder and encouragement from each other daily, you know, or in every sentence, in every word, in every paragraph, whatever it takes for you. Just seek that reminder. And then uh, he does give us some encouragement. In Deuteron Deuteronomy 31.8, he says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. And we heard that in that last song. And that's encouraging, right? <clears throat> he always goes before us. 
He's protecting us and leading us. And a lot of times he's protecting us from ourselves. Um, we're always at risk of ourselves. Um, so last week at men's group, we were talking about fear and, it, and the topic of pride and humility came up. And Josh shared a, a story about a pastor being humbled early in his ministry. And I think that's kind of where the conviction set in. And then Friday morning, Jeremy opened with his, in his devotional with the thought about God seeing. Um, God sees us, what we're doing, why we're doing it. Um, even if nobody else seems to or and we don't realize the fruit or we're not seeing you know, the, the results we expect. And I don't know if you even remember sharing that. You, you mentioned you, know, you didn't know why and who you were speaking to, but if anybody, you spoke to me. So, um, so again, there's that conviction. And so I started thinking, I thought of uh, myself, my personal ministry, um, the work I'm doing with one soul, what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, how I'm doing it, um, some of the frustrations and doubts and questions that come along with it. I thought about the uh, conversations with the pastors, um, some of the frustrations they've shared, and just how messy ministry can be in general. <clears throat> I thought about Josh and Marley back there, uh, our, our worship team, the tech guys, Lori, you know, the elders, and just anybody that, you know, they, they just seem to be a, doing more serving than being served. You know, I think, you know, that's, that message speaks to them that, you know, God is seeing you, even if people don't recognize it or always say it, you know, you're being noticed. So um, to all of you and everybody serving, and I just want to say thank you. So not only does God see you, but most of us see you, and I hope we start doing a better job of recognizing that. So, <clears throat> so again, we just need those reminders and encouragement to keep running the race, to not grow weary in doing good. We need each other. We need to be intentional about seeking and encouraging and reminding each other. And Paul did this for the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians verse 4. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 1. You know, he wrote, As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. And in verse 9 he said, Now about your love for one another... We do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. See, the church was doing all the right things, but Paul knew that wasn't enough. He just wanted to encourage them and, and, and make sure they were pressing on and just kept urging them to do more and more. He goes on to warn them a couple times not to be idle and disruptive. Um, and that's when we start doing the enemy's work. Uh, we don't have to go looking for the bad. The bad's going to find us. It's just natural. It's the way of the world. Uh, Josh shared a little bit about it last week. You know, when we're idle, Satan's happy, right? So it's when we start seeking God, and then he starts seeking us. And that's when the attacks start coming. And that's kind of what I felt this week. Um, a lot since Friday. But... Uh, that's a good thing. That's confirmation again that, you know, you're, you're going the right direction. I remember Rick Warren sharing uh, one time that, you know, if you, if you get out of bed in the morning and you don't meet Satan head on, you're going in the wrong direction. So I hope that's encouraging to you. <laughs> it doesn't sound very encouraging, but it is, okay? Um, so, and I hadn't thought of it, you know, really until the other night and yesterday. But it's the law of attraction. Opposites attract, right? The more good you do, the more bad you attract. Just look at Jesus. He was perfect, and look at all the bad he attracted. Um, you could say that's ministry in a nutshell. It's, it's good attracting bad. Um, and again, that's a positive thing. That's what we're called to do. So don't be discouraged by that. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've mentioned ministry a couple times. Maybe you're not sure what that is, or maybe you're not sure if I'm speaking to you. But, you know, ministry really is just doing God's work. So if you've been called and you're, and you're following Jesus, you've been commissioned to ministry. You know, we, we, we've all received that, the Great Commission. You know, we're called to go and make disciples. Um, and that's what a lot of us, we're, we're trying to do. You know, whether it's in a personal ministry or as part of a larger ministry, we're all part of the ministry the ministry of Jesus Christ. 
In, in uh, 2 Corinthians 15, Paul calls it the ministry of reconciliation. We are Christ's ambassadors. He's making his appeal to the world through us. All right, so he's using this again in whatever way, however it looks. And it may not look like what we think it's supposed to look like. Um, but I think it's important to note that he says us, not you. It's not all up to you or me. Um, sometimes me gets in the way. A lot of times me can get in the way. I know some of you have been praying for something for a long time, or you've been leading a ministry, and you just aren't seeing the fruit. It can be discouraging and uh, tiring. But I just want to encourage you that, you know, if it's in God's will, it will be done. Um, as long and as hard as we may be praying for that person, that relationship, or that circumstance, as much as we may want it, if it's in his will, he wants it more. His word is full of wisdom and instruction and encouragement. And he tells us repeatedly, his will is good, perfect, and pleasing. He is working all things together for the good of those who love him. He's working out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. You know, and if that wasn't enough, he sent his son to die on the cross for it. So God wants it, and he's working for it, and he's using us to get there. Um, so I just want everybody to, to trust that, to trust him, to believe in him, and to rest in those promises. You know, it probably won't be how or when you expect it, but it will be. You know, delay is not denial, and waiting is not wasting. God is working. He sees you, he hears you, and he's for you. You know, and, and then it's kind of funny, in talking with Lori Friday, we were talking about the schedule, and she said the word testimony. And I said, no, it's not a testimony. It's just a, I just want to share some encouragement. Testimony's a big word, right? So, but then, you know, you start gathering your thoughts, and you go through this, and that is my testimony. My testimony was a lot of delaying and waiting. Right, sir? Yeah. So, so a lot of you have experienced that, and it's okay. It's normal, really. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. So if that's you right now, it's okay. All right. I just know personally I've been playing. Yeah. So I've been praying for something and someone and some people, you know, a lot, and. and so I'm, I'm realizing some of the frustration she had with me for 11 years. So. And I know some of you are facing those frustrations too. And again, I just want to encourage us to keep going. If you're going, let's keep going. Let's do more and more, as Paul said. Um, so that's kind of, you know, the, the, the keep going encouragement. And then, you know, on the other side... Um, with one soul, there's a lot of the conversations I've had with the pastors and kind of my vision and what I thought God was calling me to, you know, as far as unity within the church and restoring unity. Um, I, just, I just found out really quick that um, there's a relationship problem in the church. We really need to focus on relationships. Um, you know, relationships are the key to life, really, inside and outside of the church. But inside the church, um, relationships, you know, are everything. So, and there's one relationship that leads all of our other relationships. You know, if we're, if we're right with God and have a great relationship with Jesus and we're seeking Him, all those other relationships are going to work out. Um, <clears throat> so I just want to encourage us to, to start doing that. You know, we can read a lot of books and we do studies and... Um, but, you know, just realizing, you know, that relationships don't grow on paper um, or in books or in our heads. You know, they grow in our hearts and um, they take time and effort with other people. We can't grow in isolation. Um, so and I know, and Jeremy has shared, you know, I think he shared a couple weeks ago too, you know, with the vision for 2021 and the small groups that are starting up and he encouraged everybody to, to pray about it and, and just get involved and be engaged um, and I would encourage you guys to do that, too. If you're not already, seek out opportunities. Opportunities. There's a ton of opportunities. You know, within Truth and Grace and within Mattoon, there's so many. That's another thing I'm learning, you know, with one soul and speaking to these pastors. But um, so, so just do that. The, 
And again, so that takes me back to, to one soul and just, and just being renewed and refocused. You know, I spent a lot of time early on once I realized relationships were a problem. Well, then I took on that problem. I thought, well, I'll just create some relationships and I'll grow those relationships, you know, and I'll, you know, initiate conversations and stuff. But again, you're humbled really fast. I, I can't create a relationship. I can't have one for you. You know, nobody else can. You have to have your own relationships, create it and grow it. Um, you know, and all we can do is encourage it and offer opportunities and share those opportunities. And, and so that's, you know, really the focus we've talked about for 2021 in One Soul is just, is just building relationships. I'm building my own. I'm, I'm praying that others are building theirs. Um, and we're going to create some opportunities within the church and within the community and the body of believers to grow more relationships outside of these four walls. These four walls are great, and we do a great job, I think, but, but we're called to go out and make disciples and, and, and grow the kingdom. So um, the kingdom can't fit in this room. Um, so again, I just want to encourage you, if you're not going, if you're not involved, to get going, to start seeking. Um, and if you're not sure where to go or who to talk to, you know, there's a great start. Lori and Jeremy or Josh or myself or anybody, really. Um, but just pray about it and, and just seek his will and he'll give you direction. And, I, and again, I just hope somebody else needed to hear this besides me. I feel strongly, you know, that he, he, he called me up here for this. So Amen. Um, that's, that's really all I have. And again, I just encourage you guys to pray and to pray for each other and encourage one another uh, and renew each other daily. So thank you all. Thanks, John. Well, Johnny, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, yeah, God's working, isn't he? Um, I'm telling you, you guys that weren't here for 8 o'clock service, um, I was, if you look in the back of the room, don't do that when, like, the first couple songs are playing. I'm usually doing calisthenics to get my blood flowing and get, get ready to roll. But anyways, I started listening to the words of the, the third song. It's all about trusting God, right? And uh, trusting Him. And the Holy Spirit came, and I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit in that moment. And it's all about trust. And, you know, John, as he shared, came up to me last week and, and right before service and was like, what do I do? You know, how do we figure this out? And I said, man, God's got it. And so he's been working in his, his uh, world all week, working in mine. This morning confirmed, right? Trust God. Trust God. He's up here sharing all about trust. And so God led me uh, in first service, I'm going to start out this way, I'm going to pray first, but John, I just want you to know that God's using you in a mighty way, and it is about trusting and seeking Him above all, amen? So thank you for sharing, thank you for stepping out, that's hard to do, right? It is, so thank you for that. So let's bow our heads, and then we'll jump in. Father God, thank you. God, I thank you for moving um, in the 8 o'clock service, God, speaking to us, God, using the, the worship team, God, and, and, the, and obviously your word. Father God, just continue to open our hearts up this morning. God, I know that we've got a lot of stuff going on inside of our minds, right? We've got, we got obstacles. We've got things that are going on at home and workplaces and wherever else it may be, God. But I pray right now you'd help us to get all that out, to focus on you, God, to focus on you, to hear you, Father God. I pray you would use me as a vessel to share your word this morning. Thank you for Johnny and just speaking through him, God, and, and drawing us closer uh, to you through others, Father. We just love you and praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's do this. Let's get out your Bibles or your phones, and I want to go to Proverbs 3. And I didn't, this isn't on the screen because I hadn't planned on sharing it, but it goes back to what God put on my heart in the third, the third song and then what, what John just shared. And it says this, it says, so in Proverbs 3, verse uh, five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Is there anything going on in your life right now where you need to trust God a little bit more? Probably everybody in the room has got a little something we need to trust God a little bit more with. It goes on and says, do not depend on your own understanding. What was John referring to? He wanted to create some relationships. He wanted to get some, some connections made and, and make those relationships grow and build, right? He wanted to do that. But it says here, do not depend on your own understanding. Whose understanding do we depend on? God's. Amen? goes on and says, seek his will in all you do. It doesn't say seek Josh's will or Mark's will, right, or Jeremy's will. It says seek his will in all you do, and he will direct your paths. 
How many of you want a road map each day, each morning, as to what your day is going to look like and how to follow God? Amen. Right? Wouldn't that be cool? Right? Guess what? We've got one. Here it is, right? And how does God speak to us? In a lot of ways, but one of the ways he speaks through the Holy Spirit, interpretation of his word, right? Because whatever we've got going on in our life right now, God will use verses in the Bible to come alive, right? And they speak to us. They tell us what direction we need to go, what we need to say or do or not say or do, right? I said this earlier. I've never said it before. It was kind of wild, but how many of us use our mouths as a shovel to dig a hole? You ever done that? Right? Isn't that something? You got to be careful with that. These things are powerful. And you got, they're wonderful, right? Because we can encourage and motivate, but we can also dig a hole. So don't dig holes. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Seek him above all. Right? I've shared this a number of times, but, and what's cool too, I just love how God works. I've got a note in here. I was just opening my Bible after that third song, 8 o'clock service, and I'm like, oh, I need to find Proverbs 3, 5. Well, here's my little, no, I had no idea that was in there. I just believe in God. Do I think that was an accident? Nope. God put that right where I need to be. Okay? Again, trust him in everything. I've shared this story before, but Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 was spoken to my life back in 16 and 17 going through a job transition, right? I'm a talker. I like to talk. Uh, Quentin, we like to talk, right? And so anyways, I go to lunch, have this meeting with this guy. I was out of a job, not knowing what was going on, financial despair. I mean, it was a crazy time. And this guy goes over and over and over again in this verse. And he was doing that. It was kind of annoying. And I didn't realize it at the time, right? But he was, God was telling me, Josh, trust me. Trust me. You're trying to figure it out. Where to send your applications. Where you're going to move. What you're going to do. What tomorrow looks like. He's just saying, seek me above all. Don't try and figure it out. But trust in me and I will direct your path. And it took a guy two hours and 20 times saying that verse for me to get it. So sometimes it takes a little bit, right? I love it, John. You're talking about we got to be in the Word. How often? How often do we need to be in the Word? Daily. Why? Because it renews us. It's alive and moving and breathing. We need reminders. I need reminders every single day. If I'm not in the Word, I tend to go a different direction. I have reminders, but those reminders aren't the reminders that God wants in my life, okay? Does that make sense? So let's continue to focus on God. Um, today's message is kind of part um, two. Uh, we were, I don't know, maybe three parts now. We're not sure. Um, but let's get back to where we were. So let's go back to the little cartoon guy. And um, what did you guys hear? Have you already heard some things this morning through song or through John um, or through myself that God has put on your heart of something you need to take some action on? Right? Something that you need to do, right? Has he already revealed something to you this morning through what's already happened? Anybody? Okay? Think about that. So what do we do whenever we get information? We make a choice to do something with it and process it and use it, or what do we do? Some of us, we all have two ears, right? Some of us, this is the interpretation. It's going to go in one ear and out the other. What happens with God if we don't plug the ear, make sure it, st- right, it stops, hits something? He's going to circle it back around, and he's going to circle it back around. If we're in his word, that's what's going to happen. Does God want to keep circling it back around and around? He will, but does he want us to listen and apply what we're learning inside of his word? Absolutely. So sometimes we just got to take some action. I'm not going to do it. It was totally wild this morning, but I actually, at this point, ran and jumped off the stage. And it, I don't know. It's kind of wild. I didn't... I, no, 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 but I didn't fall down. It was all right, but I may fall down, so I'm not going to. Although, who was it? Who was it that came up to me earlier? Oh, it was Brian Hastings. He's like, uh, the distance was pretty good, but the height was not so good. I'm like, all right, thanks, thanks for the encouragement. Let's, let's go back one other slide, and, and I'm going to ask you, fruits of the Spirit, right? And Lori, would you please advance the slide one back? There you go. Trying to get better. See, girls, I'm learning. We want some more of this, right? We want some more of the fruits of the spirits in our lives. That's what we want. Oh, and by the way, I got to do something. So online viewers, and I forgot to welcome you this morning. So I learned something, and Eric said afterwards, is Eric still here? Is he? Okay. So Eric, you cannot like, so if you're online, you're going to see my hand disappear right now. <laughs> like right now. Like it's just to the edge of this. And he was like, you know what? You probably need to like stay on this side. So... I'm just going to do this. 
I love it. Right? So anyways, welcome this morning. There's the squirrel, John. Fruits of the Spirit. Do we want some more love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control? Absolutely we do. When do we feel this more? When do we feel the Spirit of God moving in our lives? When we're connected to Him, right? Through song, through worship, right? Through reading His Word. Sometimes we let our minds go down a path that gets us distracted on off to other things they shouldn't be. I'll give you a great example. This morning, driving to church, right? My mind is like running, like, oh man, I gotta do this and this and I got that and I gotta forget that and I got a meeting there. Like my mind is just going, right? And I'm driving to church. You'd think I'd be like, Okay, got this. God, move, pray, right? No, I'm distracted. All I did, reached over, turned up the volume, right? WBGL. Love it. Praise God. Immediately, my focus goes to God, right? Distractions, God. God, move today. Use me as a vessel to share your love with other people, right? But I had to do that. I had, to, I had God speaking into my life to stop, Josh. Stop worrying about stuff. Some of you right here haven't heard a word I've said all morning. I caught you. Caught you. This is the time, right? You don't make me turn the volume up, but stay focused. So my point is, is if we want more of the fruits of the Spirit in our lives, who, who generates the fruits of the spirits in our lives? Holy Spirit. So if we want, the, do we have access to the Holy Spirit 24-7, 100%? Amen, right? And when do we feel the Holy Spirit moving in our lives the most? When we're connected. For me, it's to be here on a Sunday morning in the worship, right? To be completely just let go of everything and just praise God. It's just an incredible experience. That's a physical, that's a physical touch that I feel from God. These are the things that the Holy Spirit produces in our lives. And I always kinda, can't see that. Down here, the self-control one. How many of you struggle with self-control? We got a few amens on that one, right? So what happens with lack of self-control? What, where do we go with lack of self-control? What usually happens? We start digging, we start digging what comes out of our mouth, right? But oftentimes, sin. Sin always what? Keeps us, right? Longer we want to stay, right? Costs us more than we're willing to pay. What's the other one? Takes us further than we want to go, right? So what starts out as an innocent thing, oh, I'll just, I'll just do this, or I'll just say this, or I'll just have this conversation, or I'll just click on this one thing, we end up going further than we want to go. Do we need more self-control in our lives? Yes. So if for no other reason... <laughs> And there's a lot of other reasons. If you want some more self-control, dive into the Word of God more. Okay? We're going to bow our heads and pray. Our brother Tony is struggling this morning. We're just going to pray over him. Father God, we just pray right now. We, we band together as a body of believers. We pray for your Holy Spirit to touch Tony. God, take the pain away. Help him, God. Heal him. Physically, we, pr we pray for your supernatural touch upon him right now in this very moment. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Let's continue to pray, all right? We all, have, we all got pains. We all have struggles, right? Are we, are we called to help each other and pray? Absolutely. All right. All right, well, let's keep moving. So next thing is this. Oftentimes, we don't take action, right? But what if, if we were to advance two more slides forward, Lori? What if? Oh, there it is. What would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? What would that be? Is that, does that kind of create some excitement inside of you already? So think about that. If you knew you couldn't fail, what would you accomplish? And you're like, well, you mean, Josh, I can like go out and start a brand new multi-million dollar company tomorrow? Well, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is what is your attitude towards taking action? Sometimes we're so afraid, we're so scared, we have so much doubt in our minds, we don't take action, we're timid, we're fearful. Does God want us to be that way? No. Does he want us to pray and seek him and advice and counsel and all those things before we make decisions? Absolutely. But I want to change my perspective so that I'm not fearful of things. I want to attempt things. I want to take things on. Because sometimes we can get such and such a deep rut that we don't even try. 
How many times have you left church on a Sunday morning, God's put something on your heart, and you don't, you don't do anything with it, you don't try, you don't, you don't go to that next step, right? When we're uncomfortable, what's that, what's that mean to God? Loves it. He loves it. Why? Because we got to trust in Him. If everything we do, we, tr- we don't have to trust God, is, it, is that faith? No. we got to trust in God. So whoever that slides for, I want you to go after it, right? I want you to go after it. Seek God, right? Go back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust Him. Seek Him. Seek godly counsel, okay? Make sense? All right, let's look at the next slide. It says this. Stop being afraid of what could go wrong and start being excited about what could go right. Yeah. Think about that one. How many times do we not do something because we're so worried about what could go wrong, we're not even thinking about all the good things that could come out of that thing, right? Like walking up to a stranger at Walmart and praying with them that you see they're in pain or struggle or saying hello to somebody you haven't seen in a while. You're like, oh, what if they remember this or what about that or, man, I used to do this and what, right? So sometimes we talk ourselves out of things. Be excited about what could go right in that conversation. That person that at Walmart that God's leading you to talk to may be struggling tremendously in that very moment. You have no idea. If you go over and just smile, how many of you have just smiled at somebody walking through a workplace or Walmart and somebody's expression goes from to? Have you done that? Isn't that powerful? Just simply an expression. Now think about this. Take it a step further. They're a, they're a believer or not a believer. And you pray with them. What's the impact of that? And they may think you're weird if they're not a believer, but okay, they aren't going to forget it, right? <laughs> so take the chance. Don't be afraid, right? Think about what could go right in those situations, not what could go wrong. Here's the other thing. God talking about John and working and moving. Promises. God's promises. Trusting God. Why do we trust God? Because the Bible's full of his promises. I'm reading through right now. All, it's just all of God's promises. Matthew through Revelations. And I'm going to start it in uh, the Old Testament, right? It's incredible each morning to get up and read that. If you want to get some encouragement and you want to start trusting God more, go back to his promises. It's, the Bible is full. So again, John had no idea I was going to share that this morning. So do you think God wants you to hear that? Amen, right? Go back to his promises. I'm going to read just a few of them. Isaiah 41:13 says this. For I hold you by your right hand, I the Lord your God, and I say to you, do not be afraid. I'm here to help you. Shelby's picture last week, right? Through the water. Wasn't that incredible? That that visual analogy. I mean, it's right there holding on to God's hand, right? The other one is walking through the the Walmart parking lot, right? And the little boy I've told you about before, holding on to his dad's hand. That big truck backfires. All he's got to do is squeeze a little bit harder. That's God and us. But if that little boy's not holding on to dad's hand when that truck backfires, what can happen? Scares him, right? Startles him. He could jump out in front of that truck. Do we want to be having a hold of God's hand? Yeah. Does he say he's got a hold of it right here? Amen. Is that a pretty cool promise to hold on to? Amen. Let's look at Romans 8, 28. For those who love God, all things work together for good. Does that say for those who love God, some things work together? No, it says all. So that trial, tribulation you're struggling with right now in this very moment, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Are we called according to his purpose when we give our lives to Christ? Yes. And do we enter that family of God? Yes. What an incredible promise. Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. How many of you have woke up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and, and felt completely overwhelmed, anxious, scared, frightened about the next day or the next week or the next month or the next paycheck or the next bill? How many of you have done that in the middle of the night you woke up, right? Does, it, does God say, oh, I'm closed? Don't pray to me, 9 a.m. is a good time, right? Let's do 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. We're closed Saturday and Sunday. Is that the way God works? No, he says right here, right? Always ready. The access that we have to God and the Holy Spirit is unmatched. Amen? Supernatural power and strength through the Holy Spirit. Is that an incredible promise to grab a hold of? Yes. 
Absolutely. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare. Another translation is good and not for evil or disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Amen. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. How many of us want more hope, confident assurance in, in God and his abilities to fulfill these promises? Do you want some more hope? Absolutely. I'm going to make you all get up and run around and get loud here in a minute. I really am. I, no, I'm not kidding. Just get ready. It's at the end, okay? Promise. All right. Let's, let's take a look. The other cool thing about this is this is our choice. Did you all make a choice to get here this morning, to get out of bed, right? We did. It's a choice. We're making choices every day that impact our lives, our relationship with those around us, God. It's a choice to study the Word of God or not. Choices. Let's make sure that we're praying to God and seeking Him so we're making good choices. Let's go to the I am not what happened to me, if you could, Lori. Thank you. I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. Amen? Last week we talked about being victors or victims. We could all raise our hands and join the victim list, right? Everybody in here has been hurt by someone or something at some point in their life. Amen? So we can choose to grab a hold of that thing and then give it to God and become a victor over that and help other people through that trial, or we can hold on to it, right? We can try and squeeze the thing and smash it, right? But at that point, you're a victim. Don't let that thing control you. Choose to turn that over to God, right? Remember that? A closed fist, right? You can't really accept a whole lot with a closed fist. But what happens when we open our hands? You relax. You let go. But also what happens? Cup your hands to receive. Amen? Cup your hands to receive. Think about that. If I had a pitcher of water up here right now and I was a pitcher, pitcher of water, I was pouring in my hand, it just overflows, right? That's what we want, right? Let's take a look at this next slide. I love this. Some days you just have to create your own sunshine, amen? Love it, amen, right? Look next to you, look next to you just for a minute. Look next to you, smile at them, don't frown, look, seriously, girls, make eye contact, you're not playing along here, okay? What, right? So, guess what? It is not that person's responsibility to make you happy, to give you joy, right? They're not going to meet your expectations, they will fail you, amen? All you married couples are like, yeah, amen to that, right? Sometimes we just got to create our own sunshine. What did I do this morning, Right? I was, my, my mind was kind of in a funk. I'm on the way to Sunday or way to church Sunday morning, right? I'm like, God, wait a minute. I got to create, is it sunny today? No, but in my mind it is. Amen? So we got to do that. Is that a choice? Yes. Is it easier to create sunshine in your life when you're in this? Yeah. Is it easier to create sunshine in your life when you're relying on God's promises that we just read through? Yes. Right? If we're not having those daily reminders that John talked about, it's tough. Life is a tough deal, right? It's challenging. And life is short. We're not promised another day. None of us. Right? We got we to gotta prioritize. What are the important things in our lives? I'm like John. I'm a doer and I have to be so careful because I can get in a rut of doing and doing and working and providing and all those things. And I'm like, how much of God is my time being spent with, and how much of the other stuff of my time being spent with, you know? I think, I think some of us would say if this was work and other things and this was God, sometimes God is like this, right? We're spending a lot of time with God. And then we go through seasons in our life, right? It goes like this. But then there's times in our lives where this takes priority. What happens to our relationship when that happens with God? What happens if we go back to those fruits of the Spirit? What happens? Do, are we feeling those fruits of the Spirit as much? No. Right? I want to be up here. This is where I want to operate. Whose responsibility is that? It's mine. It's a choice that I make. Right? And believe me, there's times that it's been like this.
It's a choice that we make. Does God want you to be in a relationship with Him? Absolutely. Let's go back and think about the friendships and the relationships that you have with those that are sitting next to you. Are those relationships really good when you're spending a lot of time together and you're talking, you're working through things and challenges and having discussions? Are they good? Yes. When you don't talk at all to your friends or your family, your husbands and wives, are you, do your relationships seem to start struggling? Yeah. Communication is one of the most important things, right? Inside of your homes, but it's also the most important thing inside your relationship with God. If we're not praying to Him and we're not reading and allowing Him to speak into our lives, are we going to have a good relationship with Christ? We're not, okay? We're not. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're just getting started. All right, so I... All right, where do I go? Where do I go? I want to share 1 John 5, 4, and 5. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, right? Overcomes the world. And this is the what? The victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Amen? That's a promise, right? Amen. Let's grab a hold of that. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I've said it before. I shared with 8 a.m. I, th- I may have heard it somewhere. I may have made up the story. I don't know, but just hang with me. Bad News Betty. Bad News Betty and her family goes on a vacation. I want to talk to you about raising your level of expectations, all right? Raise your level of expectations. Bad News Betty and her family are going to Florida. Going to have a nice vacation. It's about a 14-hour drive. They get in the car. Bad News Betty's complaining about the heat and the air and the noise and the rain and the snow and blah, 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 blah. 14 hours. Is that fun? You want to ride in the car with Bad News Betty to Florida? No? Are there any Bettys in here? I didn't ask that question. (laughs) Sorry. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Right? So they get there. They get to the hotel. Right? She's not kind with the receptionist because she's not kind. Right? Get up to the hotel room. One of the TVs isn't working. She lets them know what she thinks about that. They go to Disney the next day. She's already been talking about how long, the, long, the lines are going to be so long. There's not going to be any fun. You know, they're going to struggle. They, they're not, the food's going to be too expensive. Whatever, right? That's her mentality. That's her expectations of her trip. Do you think that Bad News Betty's family had a great time in Florida? No. What were Bad News Betty's expectations of their trip to Florida? Not good. As soon as she got in the car, what was happening? All the yuck, all the things that could go wrong, not all the things that could go right, right? So my recommendation is you go on a vacation, think about all the things that could go right, not wrong. I'm going to give you the opposite analogy of that. There's a family that went on a vacation recently, right? Their names were Jeremy and Lori, and they had three kids. They get in the van, they head out, they go to Florida, they've got games, they're playing like the name game where it's like, you see a sign that you got to find the word A, like A, B, C, you know, the whole thing. Played it, had a great time traveling down, they got there, they knew they were going to have a great time, played some golf, spent time as a family, wonderful. Do you think that Jeremy and Lori, if you know anybody that know that name, by that name, right, do you think they had a good time on their trip? Absolutely. What were their expectations that vacation? They're pretty high. They're going to have a great time. Amen? So what are your expectations when you get out of bed? Maybe not going on vacation, but what are they when you get out of bed? What kind of mindset are you in when you roll out? Are you reading God's promises, or are you reading all the things that could go wrong that day? Right? Well, my boss had a long weekend, or I got to do this, or I didn't get that done. Right? You start your day off in that mindset. Is that a good place to be? No. Raise your level of expectations right? Expect that day to be great. Look at that day as, you know what? It's going to be an awesome day. And if there's some challenges or curveballs that come throughout that day, grab a hold of them. What makes us stronger? Challenges, right? Why? Because we rely on God. We humble ourselves and we say, all right, God, it's all you, right? Take this thing. Help me through it. I don't know how many times I've entered a meeting or something to have to do a presentation. Walking in, I'm like, all right, God, it's all you. It's all you, a gentleman told me one time, he goes, be prepared and show up when it comes to sharing the word of God. When I share a message, Pastor Lou shared that with me years ago. He said, be prepared and show up. You know why he said that? Because the spirit of God is what we rely on to guide and lead us. Amen? So think about your day. 
approach it with a positive attitude where you're trusting in God and the Holy Spirit to help you throughout that day. Raise your expectations, okay? How many of you would have entered tomorrow going to your work, your workplace or wherever it is thinking, eh, it's going to be a not so good day? Anybody in the room? Huh? Good. Nice. One. All right. She's, yeah, sinning or lying is sinning. Just so you know, all those that didn't raise your hand, I'm just kidding. All right, we better wrap up, so let's do this. And I don't know that we're going to have a part three or not. We may. All right, one of the biggest challenges inside of our lives at times is there is a word. There is a word that we use that um, keeps us from doing things. There's a word that we use that will detour us from trying something. What is that word? What is it? Awesome. Isn't that so cool? First person, first service said the exact same word. Yes, it's can't. How many of you have something in front of you right now that you've been saying, I can't do that. I can't overcome that challenge. I can't write that letter. I can't tell her I'm sorry, right? I can't apply for another job. I can't, I can't, I can't. Joyce Myers um, does, a, a, does a message on this. It's incredible. So many times, we don't, it's not about relying on our strength and, and our power. It's about relying on God and his strength and his power to help you overcome, to give you, bless you, right? With what? The gifts, talents, and abilities that are already inside of you. You just need to get them out. Some of you are, you are dripping with talent and abilities and blessings that God wants to use to grow his kingdom, to glorify himself. But you're holding those things in. Open your hands. Give that to God. And you'll, you'll see him move in your life in a way that's incredible. So many times we run into this I can't mentality. I'm going to tell you about a guy. His name's Eugene Lang. I shared this story many years ago. This gentleman went to an uh, inner city school in Manhattan. Uh, this is a, a self-made millionaire. Uh, went on to do incredible things. It's where he grew up. He was asked to speak with a group of sixth graders. There were 61 sixth graders in this class that he spoke to. When he got there, his plan was to motivate them, encourage them, tell them his story. What he realized when he showed up that day is that they realized in their mind they had all fixated they, they could not go to college. We can't. There's no way we're going to go to college because of their, their inner city life, their family, the abuse, the neglect, all the challenges they had in their life. So their, their approach to school was much different, right? Why even go to high school? Why graduate high school? I'm not going to college. There's no opportunity for me. So I'm just going to make the best of what I'm doing right now, and this is all I'm going to do. On the spot, Eugene said, if you all go to college, I will pay for your tuition. Since that day, Eugene, and he's passed since, gave over $220 million for college education and other foundations. Guess what? Over half of that group went on to college, and he paid for it, and they graduated. Do you think that those kiddos make a, made a positive impact on somebody else in their life during that journey and after? Absolutely. What did Eugene do for those kids? He eliminated the I can't. Amen? What do you need to do to eliminate the I can't in your life? And I don't know if Eugene was a, was a Christian man or not. I, I didn't look into all that. But think about this. How many I can'ts has God already helped you overcome? How many prayers, blessings has God answered and provided for you? Do you think that he wants to eliminate some more I can'ts in your life? Absolutely. What happens when we overcome those things? We give that glory to God. He uses us to speak and talk to other people, right? Or write letters. John, I don't know, I don't know how he works. That, he can write stuff. Like he is, that is a gift and a talent ability. My wife's the same way. I cannot do that. God's given me the ability sometimes to speak out of this mouthpiece. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. But I'm telling you, we all have these gifts, talents, and abilities to use, right? Use them come back to this place 
God wants you to overcome those I can'ts. So we're going to do this. I'm going to read a few things. And I want you to think about this. This may be something that speaks to you this morning in a challenge that you need to overcome. Or it may be somebody else. I can't control my temper. I can't find a job. I can't get past the hurt. I can't keep going. I can't get along with my spouse. I can't make myself vulnerable. I can't figure this out. I can't raise these children, right? I can't, I can't, I can't. What happens? What's the energy that's created in the room when I'm saying those things? Is that very encouraging? Is that very uplifting? No. But let's turn those things around and say, yes, I can overcome that temptation, that temper, that anger. I can raise my children. I am a good dad, right? Those things, how does that feel? How does that sound? Does that feel good? Well, let's do this this morning. It's calisthenics time. Let's stand up. Praise and worship, you guys can come on up. So what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to get rid of some I can'ts, Okay? What we're going to do is we're going to shake all of that stuff out of us. We're going to scream at the top of our lungs three times, right? Yes! That's probably really loud when I'm doing that, right? So I want you to start doing that. If you need to close your eyes, whatever you need to do, like, and also tense up every muscle in your body. Don't pull a muscle. Don't pull a muscle though, right? So, okay, I want you to think about that. What are these I can'ts that you, you need to get rid of? What are things that you have in front of us right now that you haven't taken on as a challenge, an opportunity to overcome? Because you don't think you can. But guess what? I think you can. Okay? Count of three. I want you right now to just start shaking out. Look weird. Like, get, get, get out. Stretch, whatever you need to do, right? Okay, hey, spread out, spread out. Move your arms like, like, like uh, sixth grade, right? Spread out, kids. You got to play along. It's fun fun, right? Don't hit each other, right? On the count of three, I want you to scream at the top of your lungs, and we're going to get all these out. Are you ready? One, two, three. Yeah! Let's do it again. One, two, three. Yeah! All right, one more time. One, two, three. Doesn't that feel good? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I'm telling you what, when you get that, sometimes you just need to do that. You need to challenge yourself. You need to express yourself a little bit differently, right? Doesn't it feel good? Now this is what I want you to do. That feels so good. This song is really cool. This song allows us a platform to close our eyes right now. I want you all to close your eyes. Okay? This song starts out slow. Love it. This is a time in which we're going to start getting those I can'ts out. We already shook them out. We already, we already expressed them outwardly. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to turn those over to God. I want you to pray about those things. I want you to turn them over. And if you need to put your hands out in front of you and with your palms up to give those to God, I want you to do that. You don't have to. But as we begin to praise and worship God, I want you to give Him the glory. I want you to thank Him in advance for answering that prayer that you're praying right now. Okay? We pray for God's will. If we pray in a way that matches up with God's will, God's will, He will bless. He will move. He will provide. Father God, as we're in this state of, of prayer and handing these I can'ts over to you, God, I pray that you would remind us to trust you, God. I thank you so much. God, it's amazing. You're all places, all times, omnipresent. You, you, the girl shared with me that the last song, God, was an accident, right? Quote, unquote, accident. And how we turn to you and put our trust and faith in you, God. John comes up and shares a message that ties directly into what I shared today. God, we just thank you. Thank you for guiding us and leading us. Thank you, God, to, to use us as a vessel. And thank you for continuing to show up and show off. In this very moment, God, we turn these prayers over to you. We turn our hands over. We lift you up. We hand these I can'ts over. 
and we have our palms open to receive whatever you have for us, Father God. God, thank you. We praise you, God, and we pray and glorify you in every way. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Let's sing this morning. If you need to keep your eyes closed, your head bowed, do that. Let's worship God together as a body of believers. Amen? Amen.